Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message by Pastor Andrew Mutan. And washed in his blood. Amen. Today I want us to go to the book of Psalms. We're still talking about creating an atmosphere for the presence of God. Remember, this is our year of harvest. And we said that for the, there to be a harvest, seeds must be planted. And they must be planted in the right environment. So today, and I remember I told you that we are also seeds, okay? God has put seed in us to multiply. You cannot multiply, you cannot be fruitful if you are not a seed. That's why he said, I have blessed you to be fruitful. So you, yourself as an individual, you are a seed. That's why you can multiply. That's why you can be fruitful. That's why you can subdue. Uh, that's why God even told Abraham, he said, your seed will take the gates of your enemies. So when you understand that you're a seed, then it's very important to be choosy where you get planted. <laughs> Amen? Not every ground is good soil for you to be planted. Not everybody has to speak into your life. Not every environment is ideal for you to blossom. That's why it is important the church you attend, the, the, the places you go to, the friends you have, because all these determine whether you're going to multiply, be fruitful, or whether you're going to be barren. And so every time you find the good ground, you know, that scripture where Jesus Christ said, a man who found a pearl of great price in a land, he went, sold everything, and came back, came back and bought that, that land. Every time you find the good ground, it is time for you to plant yourself there, okay? So Psalm 92 is where we're reading, and I'm going to show you the best place to plant yourself is in the presence of God, Amen. So we are talking about being planted in the presence of God. Psalms 92 and verse 12. Psalms 92, verse 12. The Bible says, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Let's move on. Verse 13. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and 
no unrighteousness in him. Amen? So, the Bible is talking about, when we begin from the very beginning, the Bible says that the righteous shall flourish like the cedar. I like the words that the, the, the word of God uses because the cedar is the most amazing tree in terms of how its roots go wide. It is said that cedars, cedars are mostly in Lebanon, but their roots go so wide that they actually break rocks. A cedar's roots can have a radius, and this is something you can even verify, a radius of about 60 meters. That means a diameter of what? Of 120 around it. So if you planted a cedar here, its roots are probably going all the way to where that road is, even further. And they're able to penetrate some cedars. You find them growing on mountains. They're able to penetrate even rocks. Their, they, 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 their ability to grow so wide makes them the strongest trees on earth. It's very hard to uproot a cedar. Why? Because it's wide. It's gone so wide. And then the palm tree, the things you also need to look up and see, is also the tree that is known to go deepest. It is said that when you see a palm tree, its height is its depth. So, when there are tsunamis, there are storms. Do you know the trees that never fall? They are palms. They will be moved by the wind. They will just keep, as they said, dancing in the wind. You know, But they, they, they never fall. Why? Because the roots are so deep. The higher it goes, the deeper it is. So when God is looking for the best description for the righteous, he says the righteous is going to flourish like the palm tree. The reason the palm tree is flourishing is because it's able to get nutrients from places which other, other plants or other trees will not be able to get. It's able to go deeper than any other tree would go. Because it, it, God has just given it that ability to penetrate uh, deeper. And for the cedar, it's able now to go wide. So what God is saying, for you to flourish, you must be deep and wide. Hallelujah. God is calling us, if we are going to see the harvest that he wants to release to us, we must be people who are deep. We must move away from shallow places, from shallow waters, from a shallow understanding of the word of God, from shallow prayers, from uh, just doing things just because it's religion to a place of going deeper in the things of God. 
The book of Psalms, still chapter 42 and verse 7, says, Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your water spouts, your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. This man of God is talking about how, you know, he feels God calling him deeper. And I pray that Impact Church in 2023, this will be your year of getting deeper. That this will be your year of running away from shallow waters and getting into the deeper places. If you think you know God, there is still much more of God. If you think you've seen some miracles, there's still a lot more God can do. If you think that you have seen some, some prophecies or worked with God, God is, is so deep. But the Bible says that he wants us to search him, to seek him. So when you talk about seeking God, we're actually talking about trying to get as deep because he's saying, I'm calling you. I'm calling you from that place, from the outer court. I'm calling you from, from the outside places. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Even for fishermen, they know that, that the deeper you go, the, the better you can catch some fish. Some fish are not found in shallow waters. So we, God is preparing us for depth. We, we must get now to a place where we are deeper in the things of God. Deep calls to deep. In the book of Colossians, I'm still building this foundation because we're going somewhere. We're going to see how do we get deep in God? How do we get planted? The Bible says those that are planted in the house of the Lord. So being planted in the house of the Lord talks about becoming like a cedar. Becoming like a palm tree. What does, that, what does that mean? Even when the storms come, you will not be shaken. I said even when the wind blows, you will not be moved. Because you are deep and you are so wide. God is going to enlarge. White talks about enlargement, expansion, influence. In the name of Jesus, may this year be your year of going wide. Mm -mm. No, I mean, we are stopping every shallow dream, every small dream, every small vision. And we're saying this year in the name of Jesus, we are getting white. Colossians chapter 1. Let's read this. Colossians. Sorry, chapter 2. The Bible says, verse 6, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So Paul is saying receiving Christ is the beginning. But after receiving him, you've got to learn to walk in him. Amen? So, you receive him. But a lot of people just stop at that place and say, Oh, I've received Jesus. I am born again. I'm going to heaven. That's wonderful. But you have to learn to walk with him. 
or walk in him. And walking in him calls for learning to follow. He told his disciples, come, follow me. I will make you. Until you learn to follow, God cannot make you. Are we together? There, there is something that God wants to make out of you that is better than what you've ever imagined. Better than what him. So he says, now that you have received him, walk with him. Walk in him. Bible says, when you're talking about the disciples, says he called the disciples to himself that they may be with him and that he may send them. So the place of intimacy is the place that God is calling us to. Hello. God is calling us to a place of knowing God for yourself. Not, not your pastor's God, not the other apostles' God, uh, but, but your God. Those that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. God wants to move you to a place where you, you, you know him. You, you, you are deep in the things of God. You, you are not just shallow, but you're deep. So, and, and how do we do that? The Bible says, after walking in him, we have to be rooted. Rooted and built up in him. Rooted and built up in him. So, we have to plant ourselves in the presence of God. If we're going to see that great harvest we're talking about, we have to be deliberate. We have to be intentional about planting ourselves in the presence of God. Those that be planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. There's a difference between those who visit the presence of God and those who are planted in the presence of God. There's a difference between those who just have a religious lifestyle. You know, it's Sunday. I go to church. I spend some hours in the house of God. And those who have decided, God did not just call me to a few hours of his presence. God wants a lifestyle in his presence. There are those who, like David, say, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold his beauty and to inquire in his temple. There is a... Like Psalm 91, we like quoting it, but how does it begin? It says, those that dwell. Can we sing Psalms 91? Those who? So it is not for everybody. We all need protection. We all want protection. But God is saying this protection is for those who dwell in the secret place. So you have to Planting yourself in the house of the Lord. And, and I will tell you later, I mean, what does it mean to plant yourself? But you've got to plant yourself and say, I'm not going to pray because I have a problem. 
I'm not going to fast because there is a need. I'm not going to go into the house of God because I feel I'm in trouble. But I have made a decision that I am planted in the house of the Lord. Another verse we like speaking so much about is surely goodness and mercy all the days of my life. But what vow does David make? I shall dwell. So goodness and mercy is going to follow him because he has determined to. So it is not for everyone. That's why a lot of people struggle and say, okay, I've been going to church. I've been giving. I've been, I've been uh, maybe, maybe what you have not done is learning how to be consistent. Because dwelling talks about consistent persistent you refuse to get out of the presence of God you refuse to live you're like I am going to plant myself in the house of the Lord Isaiah 61 and verse 3 it also talks about how the people that are going to experience, God says from 61 says, well, God is going to give you the beauty of ashes for, the, for mourning, the oil of joy. And then verse 3 says, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They shall be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. It is possible to be in Zion and yet mourn. It is possible to be in Zion and yet struggle. And yet uh, be oppressed. And God says that there are those who are mourning in Zion. And says for those who are mourning in Zion. Who have been you know, going through all kinds of oppression. And, and God says I have something for them. I am going to give them beauty for ashes. I'm going to give them that oil of joy. In other words, I'm going to turn their mourning into joy. I'm about to change their seasons. I'm about to stop the night and cause the mourning to break forth. I'm about to clothe them with a new garment. It's a garment of praise where there's been a spirit of heaviness. Heaviness means oppression, suppression, depression. Something is sitting on you. But God says this season, I'm about to lift whatever has been seated on you and I'm going to clothe you with a garment of praise but it says one of the things that men now other people they will look at you and say that is a tree of righteousness they will call you the tree of righteousness the planting of the Lord so God wants to plant you in his presence oh hallelujah that, that, that it is, I mean, you're just a plant of God in his presence. It is not that you are a, a believer, you're a Christian, a nice person. You know, God didn't, just didn't die just to have nice people and people who have good morals. No, God called us that we might be with him. That we may learn to be with him. So you have to say, Every day, I need to spend time with him. Not because I need something. Not because I want him to fight my battles. 
Not because, but I just want to be planted in his presence. I made a conscious decision many, many years ago. And I'm so glad if there's something that I, I decided that changed my life, it was that I was still in high school. I was still in, I think, in Form 3. And I said, every single day, I will spend at least one hour in prayer. I am in the, in a, in the, at night, and I would walk from my dormitory, and I would just walk down to class, and I would just go in there and pray. And sometimes I would pray for two hours. There was just grace. I didn't even know. I was very young. I was just 14, 15. But it began there, and it, that, that hunger for the presence of God. And I must say, to the glory of God, to this day, I have never spent a day without spending at least an hour in the presence of God. And the things that shake people, they don't shake me. You know, one of the things I realize about the presence of God is if I wake up and I've not had that time with God, I know very quickly because somehow I become irritable and I can become anxious. You know, and then I realize, oh, it's because I haven't had my time with God. It doesn't have to be an hour. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 15. It could be 20. But, but you have to be deliberate. You have to create time and say, I want to be planted. You see, now we've, we've, we're finishing our 21 days of fasting. Other people might wait until next year to fast again. You know, but, but you've got to understand you are led by the Spirit. You have to follow the Spirit. And the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit is always calling us to those places of intimacy. There are things, friends, there is a difference between those who visit and those who dwell. That there's a difference in terms of victory, in terms of enjoying the peace of God, enjoying the joy of the Lord, knowing the presence of God between the visitors and those who dwell. And a lot of Christians in church are visitors. They only visit the presence of God. You know, they will, they, they, they will, very, it's a very inconsistent uh, life of prayer and then they expect to know the mind of God they expect to know the will of God are we together so depth talks about being so deliberate about him is a word yada you know which which is the highest level of intimacy and God is saying, I, when it comes even to worship, that is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that ability to be intimate. If there's something that God is calling for today is depth. So we've got to be deeper. Deeper. And say, God, this year, take me deeper. Take me deeper. Take me deeper. Help me to know you more. Help me to know more of your ways. Uh, you know, I was sharing with people yesterday in that conference that part of the reason why we are struggling as believers is because we are praying for things we shouldn't be praying for. The, the Bible talks about the benefits that accompany salvation. That there are things that 
just because you are a child of God, they are yours. God has already given them to you because you are his child. That's why he calls them things. He says, seek first the kingdom and these things. Those things include houses and lands and marriage and cars and I dare say even some of the things we really pray for and, and believe in God, let's this so-and-so be, you know, the, the leader and this. All those are things. The, the key thing is kingdom. And it says, if only you could focus on that. When Jesus Christ was saying, when you pray, pray, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom, that should be the focus of our prayer. Because he knows that by the time you have prayed down the kingdom, by the time you have prayed his will, because, uh, you know, I was also sharing with Paul yesterday, it's very easy to know the will of God. Because Jesus gave us the formula. He says, let it be done on earth as it is. So anything that you look at, you ask yourself, could heaven have this? Could heaven have sickness? Could heaven have depression? Could heaven have cancer? You know, anything that you can't imagine being in heaven is not the will of God. So, I, I, I've never found any place in the Bible where Jesus Christ stopped before he prayed for somebody and says, Father, if it is your will, heal this person. Jesus knew it is the will of God. Uh, can you imagine poverty in heaven? You know, God being broke. I mean, heaven is full of luxury because the streets are made of. So what God is trying to say, that is what I have desired for my people. It is your right to, to walk in the blessing of God. That you don't even have to pray for it. The moment you know who you are. But the reason we are not getting to walk in this blessing is because of immaturity. We are not deep. We are like babies. And because of that, we cannot get the fullness of what God has for us. Because if, for example, a very wealthy man, let's assume there's a wealthy man who, you know, has this small baby. and uh, But this man owns... A lot of land, you know, a lot of cars, a lot of buildings. Do you think this man will get a baby or maybe a five-year-old and take him and begin to show him the land? I mean, this man will wait until this young man is of age. Because when, when, when he goes, I mean, if he goes around, this child has no idea that there's even a difference between him and the other children. Because Rose, now the father will put him in the car and say, let's go to such and such a place. Do you see that land? That is my property. Uh, you see that building over there? That also is ours. Why is the father doing this? Because he wants the son now to begin to understand, this is mine. The father wants the son to understand, I have this. This belongs to us. And so I must be able to, to learn how to take care of it. Are we together? 
So the reason we are not walking in the blessing is just because we are, God cannot entrust us with those things. Because all we are asking for, I, I just want more milk, I just want more this, I want this. And God is saying, I have given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That's what he told Peter. He says, I've given you the keys. And those keys are not just for your daily sustenance, material things, you know, your, your pleasure. It is for you to take the kingdom. And so we must get to a place of realizing God wants us to, to do bigger things, to impact a generation, to bring many souls. And that's what I'm believing for. Amen? That I'm believing God that by the time I leave this earth, it will be spoken of me that I impacted lives, changed communities, you know, helped the needy, built schools for those who didn't have schools, helped. Even if I had a very big job, my resources cannot feed people. It cannot touch the community. We need heavenly resources. But God is saying, if you, when you go deep, I'm going to begin to open the treasures. Hallelujah. I'm going to begin to open treasures that you don't even have an idea are there. Because now you are deep. Saying, I'm calling you deeper. Move away from that place of, of, of just expecting small things and begin to believe me for bigger things. Hallelujah. You, for you to begin to see that harvest, you must go deep. You must go deep. I say number one, that's in prayer. You must go deep in prayer. You must get, trust God. I don't know how long you pray. I don't know how much time you have every day. I'm not talking about the time you, you, you spend when you come to church or in Kesha's or whatever. But is there a time that you dedicate to God every day in a secret place, just you and God alone, where you're just saying, I am spending time in his presence. Let me tell you, try it. Even if it's 10 minutes, your life will change. You realize you're so happy when other people are worried. You, I mean, you realize that your entire life is so different. Why? Because there is, you're, you're walking under. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. Oh, glory to God. Under the shadow. So you're walking under a shadow. God is keeping you. What did the shadow do? The shadow keeps you from the heat. So when everybody is crying about how hard the economy is, how difficult things are, there is a, a shadow that is covering you. You don't feel the heat. And it is the almighty. And he says, I want to cover you. Jesus Christ, when he was about to die, he cried and says, Oh, Jerusalem, how I desired to cover you like the hand covers its cheeks with its feathers. But you would not. He's like, I want to hide you. When you see that Psalm 27, David says, I, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his pavilion shall he hide me. Away from all the trouble. It is possible to live in life and yet live as if nothing is happening around you. When your heart is at peace, be like that bird that is on a rock in the midst of a storm in the sea. But it's on, because it's on the rock, it doesn't mind about how the waters are, are moving. And that's 
that place. God wants you to have that place. That no matter what is happening around you, it does not affect the inside of you. But that only happens to those who dwell. The Bible says, he who dwells, he who dwells, he who dwells, he who dwells. That there are gifts in you that won't come out until you learn how to dwell. There is potential in you that won't come out until you learn how to dwell. There are things God has promised for you that you won't be able to understand until you dwell. There are things that will not break until you learn how to dwell. There are places you will never go to until you learn how to dwell. There are graces you will never operate in until you learn how to dwell. So he's calling you to a deeper place. Deeper. Deep calls unto deep. There's something I had many years ago. It says, be careful when your branches grow wide, <laughs> when your roots are shallow. Because you know what will happen? You just topple. Just fall over. You know, and many of us have been crushed by life because we've thought it's about making more money. It's about being successful in business. It's about, uh, about all these things. And, and we get all these things and our branches begin to go wider and we have more influence and we are able to do this and we're able to do this. But our roots are so shallow. You know, there's something I like about Smith Wigglesworth. He said, my inner man is a thousand times bigger than my outside man. So the getting deep is about building that inner man. Being strengthened with might in the inner man. That you do not worry about what is going to happen around you. Because you are deep. Hallelujah. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Like the cedar in Lebanon. That's what God is saying. I am calling you to that place. Of flourishing. In the name of Jesus, I pray that 2023 will be your year to flourish. I said, may this be your year to flourish. Flourish in your marriage. Flourish in your business. Flourish, I let your children flourish. May everything you touch flourish. May you begin to see bountiful harvest in your life. May God begin to transform everything. And, and as he does that, may you get deeper. That you cannot be moved. Every cycle that has been stopping us from going wider and getting deeper. Every time you begin to come up, you're, you're brought down again. Let it be broken in the name of Jesus. That this year, we are getting deeper. We are getting deeper in the promises of God for us. Hallelujah. As I bring this to a close, I want us to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel. So I said, number one, we have to get deeper in the in prayer. I've also mentioned getting deeper in the Word of God. Uh, that is Colossians chapter one and verse six. I didn't really give you the points, but I gave you the scriptures that get rooted, built up in Him, and established in His Word, as you have been taught. Now I want to talk about getting deeper in the Spirit. Amen. Getting deeper in the Spirit. Ezekiel forty. Seven, it's a scripture that I know you, you, you've, you know very well, but I want to see uh, something here about getting deeper in 
the spirit. The Bible says, Then he brought me again to the door of the house of the Lord, and behold, waters issued from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple was toward the east, and the waters came down from under, from the right side of the temple on the south side of the altar. And when you keep reading, um, I'm not going to read all the verses, but what happened is this Ezekiel was brought to the house of the Lord. And, and, and he saw there was a river. See, a river speaks about the Holy Spirit. And this river was flowing from the altar. And so there's already there, even before I go on, it just talks about how for God's spirit to move, there must be an altar. So you must build an altar for God in your house. And altars are powerful only as they're active. There's so many altars that don't trouble the devil because they're only Sunday altars. So if you want your altar to be powerful, it has to be active. There has to be a consistent offerings on this altar. And that offerings are praises and worship. So you must have that place in your house that is an altar for God. And say, God, I want this place to, I'm going to be meeting with my children, with my with anybody that is in the house. If I don't have anybody I can pray with, I'm just going to have this altar on my own and just spend time and raise my hands and worship you and invite you in this place because I want your river to flow. Amen? So he, he takes him, he sees this river, and the river is flowing from the altar. But as he takes him, verse 2 said, sorry, verse 3 when the man went on eastward with the measuring line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits, and he caused me to pass through the waters, waters that were ankle deep. So this man kept calling him, and that's what God is calling us this year. He's drawing us. So the first time, the waters are this high, you know, and then as he keeps moving, he calls him again. And then the waters are knee high. And then they were waist high. You know, and, and, and he keeps calling him. Now, there are people who are satisfied and contented with uncle high. There are those who are satisfied with just, exp I don't want too much of, you know, charge and God. I just want just enough. <laughs> As if there is anything in the Bible that says super spiritual. It's not there. Some people can tell you, oh, don't be too radical. Don't, don't be too much. Don't be, every time you're praying, every time you want to fast, you know, every time, that is, you can be a Christian. And, and, and that's what the devil wants. I mean, he tells Moses, says, Moses, you can go and worship, but don't go too far. And he says, okay, you can go, but just leave, leave your wives, leave your children. You know, it's like, okay, you can worship, you can go to church, but your children, mm -mm, don't trouble them. Don't, don't, don't try to get them so much into this thing. Let them have a life. <laughs> don't be too strict. But you see, Moses told them, even a hoof, told Pharaoh, even a hoof, says we are going with everything. He even tells him, okay, now you go with the wives and children, but leave your cattle. 
yeah, you can worship God, but don't, don't, don't have to be giving your money. You know, I think I told you of a story of, uh, you know, as God began to teach us about giving and what, I, I, I would see even ministries. I would, sometimes I would be visiting the U.S. And, and I had this particular ministry, I will not mention the name, that, that is a very blessed ministry, very blessed ministry. But I would give, you know, I, I just felt that God was leading me to be giving monthly. And so I would give every month a particular amount of money. And, and, uh, and they would send letters. You know, I was staying at my auntie's house. She's not born again. So they would send letters, you know, letters of partners and thanks and what. And so when I'm not in the U.S. or when I've not visited, she gets these letters, opens them. And then she starts, one day come and she complains. He's like, why are you giving to this man? This man is so wealthy. This man has this. This ministry is... I said, you know, it is me who needs blessing. He, he does not know me. He may even never know I exist. But I'm only giving because God told me this is a place to give. And so Pharaoh was trying to tell them, ah, you go, but your money... Just leave it here. Leave your cattle. Leave your wealth. Moses told them, we cannot go to worship God without an offering. Even a hoof is not staying in Egypt. So as, as God calls us to deeper waters, he is calling for all of us. Oh, hallelujah. He is saying, I, I want all of you. I don't want just your worship. I want your giving. I don't want just your giving. I want your heart. I don't want just your, 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 your gifts. I want everything that you are. I'm calling you from ankle high to knee high. I'm calling you from knee high to waist high. And amazingly, when you move on, you realize that God doesn't even want us just to stop there. So he gets to a place where the waters are. Uh, up to the head. But even that was not enough. He keeps calling him. Until the Bible says. When the water. Come to a place where the waters were so high. That no man can walk in them. The only man. Would swim. The only thing was to swim. That is the place the Holy Spirit is calling us to. I say that's a place. Where the Spirit is calling us to. To begin to swim. In the waters of his presence. There, there is something about. Uh, now I'm not a swimmer. I have to make that disclaimer. But I had to be taught how to swim. Because I almost drowned. In the China Sea at some point. That's a story for another day. But one thing that I was told. About swimming. Is that when, when, when you are swimming, for example, in a river, you, you try to find out where the current is. And, and you swim not with the current, but against the current. Because the danger of swimming with the current is this current, you don't even know how strong it is. It can take you. And so, uh, when, when we, and also found out that that's actually how fish, that's what fish do. They don't swim with a current. If you find a, swim, a fish which is going down with a current, it is dead. 
So why am I saying that? That the current is that there are things that God has been stirring up. Oh, that there are things that, that, that even sometimes you're like, oh God, I'm going through so much pain. I'm going through so much struggle. This is a difficult time. This wilderness has been so long. But God is saying you need to, I'm growing you that you will be able to swim against this current. I'm growing you because I know you cannot just keep going with the flow. I'm training you to be able to go against the current. Because if, if you are going with the current, it means something is dying. If you're doing what everybody around you is doing, it means something is dying in you. Because God did not call us to be like the world, but to change the world. Oh, praise the Lord. So sometimes God is training. Like David says, you have taught my fingers to fight. And you're like, God, oh, this has been too long. This battle has been too long. God is saying, no, no, no. Because you're going against a current, there are things that the enemy has been doing. There are things that even I have allowed to happen. But it's because I'm training you. I'm giving you the ability. I'm giving you the strength that the waters will not take you. But you will be able to go all the way against that current. I know it is difficult but keep swimming because it is not by power it is not by mind but by my spirit i've not called you to just go in a relaxed way i've called you to fight and because i've given you the strength to fight the current will not overwhelm you you already have what it takes to swim against that current just keep swimming just keep swimming because it is my spirit that gives you the strength Oh, I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. But I see somebody who has been seeing a current that has been brewing. But God's saying just like this, the eagle is excited when the currents of the storm begin. Because it knows now it can soar high. The winds are going to cause it to just stretch forth. And, and, and to just stretch forth its wings. God is saying, you have been through so much. But what you didn't realize is that I was building you up. What you didn't realize is that I was strengthening you. Now because you are strong, you don't have to fear the current anymore. I am giving you the ability to swim against the current. When everybody says there is famine, you will flourish. When everybody says things are so hard, you are going to overcome. When everybody says you cannot make you will make it. When everybody says it is a casting down, you will say there is a lifting up. When everybody says there is no money, you will begin to see God's provision. Why? Because I've been building you up as the current was moving. You, This is your season to flourish because God is saying, I am building your roots. I have helped you get your roots deeper. And this year, I'm calling even deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and wider because there are things I'm about to reveal to you. You're about to understand why you, I was with you, helping you to fight, helping 
helping you to stand. If it wasn't by my spirit, you could have gone with the current. But praise God, you're still standing. Praise God, you're still alive. Praise God, everything has worked for my good, for your good. And I'm helping you in this season. You are going to flourish, says the Lord. In this season, you will flourish. You will flourish. You will flourish. Whatever hindered you will not hinder you anymore. Whatever stopped you will have no more power to stop you. I want you to rise up to your feet. I want to I just feel the presence of God. Somebody's being pulled out of shallow places. Somebody's being pulled out of shallow places, shallow places in prayer, shallow places I release the grace of God I release the grace of God for deeper worship, for deeper prayer, for deeper times of intimacy with God, for deeper times in the word of God I release the grace for you to swim against the current, I know it is hard, but God says I've already equipped you to swim against the current you will not die you will not be consumed. You will be able to stand when everybody else cannot stand. The things that have caused others to fail. The things that have caused other marriages to fail. The things that have caused other families to crumble. They will not overcome you because I will strengthen you to swim against the tide. Assurance. The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Pulvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power.